What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duel Podcast. I am Forrest, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful, my lovely, my brother in baldness, Justin. How you doing, Justin? Doing good, my bald brother. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing really good. Uh, it's been another good week, and uh, a week that we didn't have to do a ton of research for. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a fun episode. This is a fun episode. Um... It's the mid-season finale, holiday special. Um, today, just bullshit. I, I, I told you and the, the listeners that today's just going to be us asking each other some random questions, you know, just a normal conversation before we take off for three to four weeks and we come back on January 7th so we can go enjoy the holidays with our loved one and family. What you got planned over the, over the holiday? Anything special or just family time? Uh, I got some family time, some work. Uh, I'm going to be doing the Globe Trotters. Oh, really? Is, uh, yearly tradition. Nice. Yep, I uh, scored some front row seats, so that's going to be fun. What do you got going on? Uh, Sarah says I'm glitchy. Can you hear me okay, though? The, the video will probably f- f- uh, adjust itself out. We are going to um, Florida thursday we're leaving thursday we'll be coming back um month late monday uh driving gonna go see uh the ladies family that lives there and enjoy some of their warm weather even though wisconsin here has actually been pretty well yeah i'll be doing that in march <clears throat> oh you're going to florida in march oh yeah what part? Going to orlando oh we're going to pensacola okay so well, I think we can start today's episode speaking of Christmas. Uh, I agree. We do need some snow. Um, I have a question for you. How do you feel about, as a lot of people call it, the war on Christmas, where everybody is afraid or doesn't like to hear Merry Christmas? Um, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't uh, complain when I hear Indigenous Peoples Month or... Christopher Columbus Day or uh, Gay, Lesbian, Trans, uh, Visibility Day. I don't complain about all that mm-hmm. stuff. Leave my holiday alone. Let us all get in the holiday spirit. I agree with you. I I say happy holidays depending on the time of the year. Like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I just say happy holidays because for me it's... I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good Christmas. I hope you have a good New Year's kind of day. But right around Christmas time, I will say Merry Christmas. Like I, I, I think it's silly. People I get offended by it when nobody's saying it to be mean. Um, you know, if if I know somebody celebrates Hanukkah and and it's you know during that time, I'll tell them I hope they have a happy Hanukkah. I don't give a shit. Uh, I find it crazy that people get um, you know offended by it. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous that, you know, even stores started putting happy holidays up. You know, it's been Christmas for hundreds of years in this country. Yep. Like, come on. And I'm not even religious, and I think it's stupid to be offended by it. Um, When I worked at Walmart fucking many, many, many moons ago, um, this was 
15, 15, 20 years ago, we would get rolled up and face termination if we said, uh, if we used the term Black Friday during, during, during Black Friday. We weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas. We weren't allowed to say Black Friday. We had to, we had to call Black Friday the event, and we had to say Happy Holidays during it, or we could be rolled up and terminated. Now they got Black Friday signs up yep. for yep. over a month. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Black Friday for weeks. Like, come on. <laughs> what happened, Walmart? Yep. Can advertise your deals the right way? <laughs> All right. So, how about you start with with today's agenda? Let's see what you got. All we'll, right. We'll just kind of well, go back and forth. Oh uh, well, there is no real agenda, but I do have some questions. Um. A couple. So, we'll start out with the fact that uh, we kind of know you're agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of religion episodes coming up. Yeah. Uh, and overall, like, that is, uh, aside the mental health, that seems to be number one. That's so, what right. is it going to take a minister like yourself to get you to actually follow something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for anybody that's new to the the you know the the show, I am actually ordained. I I can legally officiate weddings and all that. I I am labeled a minister as well as Sarah's husband Pete. Uh, me and him kind of did it together. Um, we do have a lot. Of, we have done a few religious episodes, and we do have a couple more coming up. The thing is, is I went through Bible study for. A period of time when I was a child, I've gone to church, I've studied uh, religion, and while it's not something I believe in, and for anybody with the miseducation that agnostic believes in the devil or is against religion, that's not what agnostic is. That's more that's more an atheist. Agnostic is we hope there's more to this world and this life, but we just can't believe it because we don't have proof. Um, and that's kind of where I do stand. I, I hope there's more. I find the conversation conversations extremely fun to have and not in an offensive matter. And I just like discussing it. I like picking people's brains as far as, you know, what makes their moral compass tick and, you know, how they see things. So it's, I don't... I think shy of a God coming out and saying, hey, I really do exist... Or maybe me having a, a near-death experience. I don't know if there's much that will get me to follow a specific path. All right, fair enough. It's my job to push it, but got to do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think a good follow-up to that question would be: uh, Do you pee in the shower? <laughs> I've had this conversation with so many people recently. A few weeks ago, I went to the Dells to go swimming with some friends, and they have a bunch of boys. And I was I was saying that it's, even if a man goes to the bathroom before going in like pool or something, once water hits our bladder or you know our midsection, it's almost like a, a guarantee effect that we'll have to go. And I told them all, and I will say it right here openly, I have peed in the pool and I have peed in the shower. Like I always, I always told them, I said, 
If you pay attention to how guys get in the water, they all spread apart. Because I guarantee they're peeing, and they're being respectful enough to pee right next to somebody. (laughs) 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 I'll be honest. Uh, I pee in the shower, or have peed in the shower, but I'm not going to pee in a pool. I still got to swim in that. Well, you swim away from it. You pee, like, by the little kids. Like, you think that water just sucks itself right out there? It's filtered. See, you go by the kiddie pool, and you just, like, Are you going to go drink some filtered pee? (laughs) No, the goal is not not to get the water in your mouth. (laughs) But it gets on your face. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so you pee in the shower, but you never you you never peed in the pool. No, really. I okay. Can get out. Yeah, okay. I can get out. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, uh, like hold on my hands, like when you go outside in the winter and that cold hits my hands, that will make me have to pee. Oh yeah. Um, and it's the weirdest thing. Like my hands are frozen. Now I got to pee. Now I got to touch the one part of my body that's going to be hurt the most. (laughs) Um, but yeah, as far as that, yeah, maybe the shower, it's the sound of, you know, that water when it starts. It's sufficient. Um, You just take a shower in the morning, pee, brush your teeth all at the same time. It goes right down the drain. I mean, come on. I think George knows what's up. I think, uh, you know, Pete knows what's up. <laughs> George says, wait, thanks for this subject. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure some of the girls have thought about it. It's I'm just curious. I'm cur- the, the, I don't I'm have like, a lot uh, of references for females' actual input because they mostly find it disgusting. Um, but one of the ones I have talked to denies it to the T. And I believe it. I'm just curious of if maybe women don't have that same urge when water hits like the midsection as, as men typically do. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of having this conversation with someone at work about what cold weather does to, like, man and female parts. You know, when it gets cold out, women are like this, up and, you know, and men just go like this. That is interesting. I never thought of that. That is interesting. But it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, why is that? Are we being punished? Like, you get the turtle head and you get the turtle head popping out. Like, come on. Something's not right there. Okay, I, judging by our comments, I think I'm the only gross person in this uh, <laughs> in this conversation. Even though I did get a text from one female saying, "Yes, that does happen." Um, uh huh. <laughs> I'll bust my ass trying to get to the toilet. Nice. Um, what she's trying to say is, if she doesn't get there fast enough, yes, the shower is just fine. Uh, <laughs> sh- uh, probably about eight years ago, I was in the shower. I had to use the bathroom. I went to get out, and I did slip, and I busted my knucks right on the side of the tub. Uh-uh. I ended up having to go to the hospital because I swore I one exploded. It, it was the worst pain. Shy of shattering my knee, it was the worst pain I ever experienced oh. in my life. And ever since then, I said, if I'm in the shower and I got to go to the bathroom, I'm not getting out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason behind yeah, it. Yeah, there, there's a reason. I used to try not to do it. I think you were just trying to get me to say I do it. Like, come on. <laughs> George says, does this make it a golden shower? <laughs> no, because there's some water added and it kind of tones it down a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, all right. You ready for another one? I'm ready. I'm ready. So we've been doing podcasts together for like five years, I think. If we count back to when we started the original, yeah, I think I think I think that's a good yeah, maybe and longer than now that. Year two of the current one, yep. Um, and then for anyone that's watched before, it was all politics on the first one, very little on the second forming that we're doing now. Yeah. Um, but we still take some pot shots. Yeah. 
So, we all know... <laughs> Tarlene says it's a silver shower. Go ahead. Um, I am a recovering Democrat myself. It's taken many years <laughs> and lots <laughs> to get rid of that, that tattoo. Um, but you, sir, are still on that side. Less, so. less than I was... Less than I was during the Trump era. Oh, so you well, are we gonna change? What is it gonna take you to come to the side of the fans? Honestly, it wouldn't take much. It it, it really wouldn't take much. Um, prior to Trump, I I've always kind of considered myself a borderline independent. There was Republicans. Like I liked I liked the morals of John McCain. I didn't even have a huge issue with Bush. It, it was so balanced that I never really even cared to vote for a long time in my adulthood. Um, and then it was like when Trump became, in, came into office, the way he just disrupted the the typical political landscape moral-wise, I think it, it, it really made people pick the sides. And then when he left office, I was able to calm down. Back when we did that podcast, you know, it was very political. It was a very stressful time. It was, I was, we were arguing. I, th- I unfriended you many times. We got into some heated <laughs> arguments. It was just, I, I, me and my uncle, um, we, we got into some heated arguments. It, it got to a point where politics was just dictating my life and my relationships, and I hated that. Right. Um, when Trump left office and things kind of calmed down as far as what I felt was disrespectful comments a lot of times, I kind of sunk back into the background where I'm not a big fan of Biden and I don't really care either way anymore. There's there's always been Republican views I like and Democratic views I like. So it really wouldn't take much. Maybe just a, a, a smooth-talking, respectful Republican with a couple extra views or possibly and this could happen. It looks like it's going to be Trump against Biden again. But maybe yep. if it wasn't Trump and it was somebody else, I would be open to voting against Biden because I don't really care for Biden at all. I don't think anybody really cares for Biden. <laughs> he uh, answered Sarah. Sarah says, <laughs> I have a real question. Should, I, should a pedophile get life in prison? Just a simple question. All right, today is the question, or time to take questions from the audience. So should a pedophile get life in prison? I answered yes. I think... I hate to say this, but there's different degrees. If you're, a 19, if you're an 18 or 19-year-old boy or girl, and you've been in a relationship with another girl or boy... And, you know, you just happen to be now an adult. They're one, one and a half years younger than you. You can technically become a convicted pedophile. That's well, not, that's not, really that's not I mean, by the, by the law. We got to look lower. I mean, that's not a pedophile, boyfriend, girlfriend. Well, that's what I'm saying. By by law, that could technically be a sex offender pedophile. I don't think that situation, obviously, you should be punished in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, if you're an adult and you're manipulating children, that's one of the most heinous crimes you can commit. Um, And I, I honestly think that even people that have been, excuse me, charged with that crime can probably agree with me that that's that's some mentality that is very hard to not have the rest of your life 
you know, a right. lot of people reoffend. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, life in prison. I mean, what better way can we guarantee children to be safe? Now, is there a punishment beyond that? Like my thought has always been that these guys need to be with the death row inmates. Let them sort it out. Uh, you know, we don't need people harming our children in our society like that. <clears throat> I agree. Um, again, there's... There's degrees. There's degrees. If if you rape a baby, you should be murdered. And I don't right. mean by lethal injection. You should be put in a fucking room with a bunch of convicts and just beat to death like Opie from Sons of Anarchy. Like, um... For me, it's not a blinking statement. I think our children need to be protected at all costs. Um, but I, you know, there's there's a certain degree you'd have to hit for me to say you need to be brutally murdered. Right, I can agree on that. I mean, there's some uh, people that have made mistakes, um, but I'm still a defender of children. Agree, agree. So, I I, I can't imagine anyone hurting a child. I mean, I might spank a kid's ass, you know, that gets out of line like a kid needs, but. Uh, there's no reason to harm a child. I agree with you. Uh, to go on from that kind of topic, my next question is: What do you? How do you feel about felons and their rights? Do you think felons, once they serve their time, should be allowed to vote? I mean, they they still have to part. Once they're out of prison, they still have to partake in society, pay taxes, and everything else. Do you think they should be allowed to help choose? who kind of dictates the way society be should do you think they should be able to have guns and stuff if they were convicted of a felony that wasn't a violent offense um obviously if somebody murdered somebody with weapons they should never be allowed to have weapons again but like say you go to prison for for dealing coke or something never had a gun no violence ever involved do you think they should ever get the rights to have weapons again how do you feel about that well, on the voting part, I think when a felon serves their time and become productive members of society, they should be able to vote. 100% like agree. Productive members of society. Um, if you handcuff people that get out of prison, um, which they are going to be, you know, they already have a label, so it's going to be tough to get a job. Yep, exactly. Tough, tough to, tough a to find a, a, rent, a place to rent. Yeah, it makes life a lot more yeah, difficult. A lot of hoops. Yep. Um, and the only way that they are going to get the help they need is to vote in people that are going to help them get there. Um, so their voice should be heard um, on that topic for sure. Um, the gun part is kind of tricky. Obviously, people with violent felonies should never be able to carry a weapon yeah. of any sort. Um, I could see them maybe having a pocket knife at some point in time, but still, they're violent offenders. On the drug end, I cannot because uh, we don't know if they've used guns. There's no way to tell. I mean, if they got busted selling a kilo of Coke and that's all they had, police are never going to know if they robbed someone with a gun and shot them before that to get that kilo of uh, cocaine. Um, drug dealers that would get felonies are more likely to carry weapons to protect themselves um, or to rob people or do other crimes. So I couldn't see that. I couldn't see anyone with a felony for sexual um, problems getting it. Uh, possibly white collar 
if someone's, you know, fraud, like Bernie Madoff, um, if he ever got out of prison, if he's even alive anymore, um, was never violent, but is in prison for a very long time, um, could have a gun at some point in time because there's no violence involved in the crime he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, if there's violence involved or possible, um, com- connected to the crime, I couldn't see it. I agree with you on everything except for I think I would personally think that if you weren't convicted of any form of violence, you should be allowed to have weapons. I understand what you're saying about if you're dealing drugs, there's a high possibility you had a weapon. But I've also watched enough shows to know that there has been drug dealers that refuse to to have weapons. So I don't think we should hold that against them if they if they were never caught with a weapon. What do you think about felons having to put down their charges on a job application like we talked about how it's hard for them to get jobs and everything else well i mean i think for a certain period of time they have to uh you have to be honest about that stuff if you are a bank robber and you're going to be a cashier somewhere or work in a bank they need to know that you robbed a bank and you can't have a job like that i mean um, if you're convicted of a sexual crime, you shouldn't be working in a school and the school needs to know that. Um, so you got to kind of weigh it, I guess. Um, I agree with you. An interesting thought is maybe like you kind of alluded to maybe for a, a certain amount of time, maybe like five years after you get out of jail, you have to list Right, uh, and some of that stuff did. should fall off public records. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, for instance, I got a DUI in 2005 or 2006. You, f- you fucking piece of shit. That's been 17 years. <laughs> it's still um, on your record. <laughs> it's still out there. Anyone can look it up and see it. Um, and employers still look at that. I still have to put that on job applications because all they have to do is look it up and it's there. Okay, well, that's 17 years. Yeah. Give me a break. I agree. There's been nothing in that period of time. I agree. Involving drinking. So, um, obviously, it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. And it's not even that serious of a crime. And people, companies and jobs aren't supposed to discriminate. But we all know they do. Obviously, they're not going to put the reason we didn't hire so and so is because they they did this. They're gonna they're just gonna say, oh, it wasn't a good fit. They're not gonna incriminate themselves. Right, and and (laughs) all years, um, I have two college degrees, um, that that DUI overshadows because I made a bad choice. So I have a business management degree. Managers don't make bad choices um, type of talk. Like, okay, well, I did. Um, so sue me. Or just yep. don't give me the job. Um, so Sarah has a question. Yeah, you got the next question, but Sarah asked one first. Justin, if you commit suicide, do you still get to go to heaven? Which is a good question because according to the Bible, God is all forgiving on anything that you are truly remorseful for. Remorseful for. But the logic is, is if you commit suicide, you die before you ever have any real time to be remorseful for your action. So would you go to heaven or not? Absolutely not. 
That is the one and only thing that you can do on earth that you cannot be redeemed for. Um, it is in the Bible, essentially, and common thought would tell you that you have to be remorseful, like you said. Um, and obviously, your dad, you can't be remorseful. Um, you were shot by yourself or killed by yourself. Uh, so you're not remorseful. You're trying to escape. I think if there is a God, just like people can't help dying from cancer, mental health that gets you to that point where you think and feel that that is the only way out, I don't personally feel like if God really existed that that would be considered a sin. That's a, that's a bad disease that you battled with your entire life and you succumb to. It's it's a horrible thing, um, but that's kind of my view on it. It's just it's just like another disease that you battled and tried and tried. Um, you know, now like if you're drunk one day and you're doing something stupid and you kill yourself, that stacks a form of suicide. Like you're 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 drunk driving and you crash into a tree on accident. That's still suicide. That's a form of suicide. That's not from a mental health disease. That's from you being stupid and you have no time to remorse. Yeah, you did it to yourself. Yeah, where if you are battling severe depression and stuff, that's kind of a di different situation. I mean, that's possible. I mean, I could see that uh, that thinking being logical. Um, I, I don't know if back in the day that was actually a thought. Yeah. Because um, I don't think the mental health, well, obviously mental health wasn't thought of um, that far back. So this isn't something that was planned for or written for. So I guess it, it's up to the interpretation of the person that uh, either is committing it or the person that's trying to teach you these things. George, have a follow-up question. What if you are saved because Jesus said it cannot be undone, so even suicide doesn't undo salvation? Um, that one confuses me. I'm not sure what he means. So if you get saved, Jesus saved us, and what he's asking is from him saving us, are we all, and we're all granted salvation because of Jesus. Oh. But you still can go on and commit sins, and not follow God or Jesus. Yeah. So he died and brought us salvation. But in him doing so, we are still expected to do certain things. We're still expected to be good people to live up to that point. Um, you know, we weren't saved to be sinners and hurting people and harming people. We were saved to spread the word. Yep. All right, George your turn, bro. Some church. What's that? George needs some church, too. George needs... I know he yeah. reads a lot. I wonder if he's ever been to church. I wonder if he's ever read the Bible, George. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn, bro. Right. Favorite movie of the year? Oh, of this year? Hmm. Oh, don't look up at her answers. I won't, I won't, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say the final John Wick. Um... That was one of the only two or three movies I went to the theater to see. I think John Wick or Equalizer Three. Um, probably, probably kind of tied. Okay. What about you? 
I have not got to see either of them, and I'm kind of pissed. Really? Um, yeah. Both so, great. Both great movies. Oh, John Wick. Well, uh, Keanu Reeves, I, if, if I was gay. Poof. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is every interview I've seen, every everything I ever see about him, he is just uh. an amazing person, so humble, such a great actor. Most of the shit in all the John Wick movies, he does himself, not a stunt double, just an amazing, amazing guy. And he still lives in an apartment. Yep. He's still down to earth and gives away a lot of money. Yep. Um for me. Uh, the biggest ones that I've seen that were the coolest, um, the new Transformers movie. I've not seen that one. I have oh, it, but I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty dope. Uh, lots of good action. Um, funny. Uh, the robots, you know, crack jokes, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of good action. Um, and then the new Scream movie. But uh, I have to rewatch it because I saw a semi-edited version of it. Uh, right. on a flight to Mexico. Uh, another movie you bring up that I have, but I have not watched it. I have not watched uh, the latest um, saw or uh, screen movie. Damn, there was a really good horror movie that came out this year. Boogeyman. That was a that was a a big shocking good good horror movie. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I think those three are the top ones that come to mind. So, would you say that your uh, best? genre of movie like your favorite is going to be horror movies oh i'm i'm a horror nut um my background is kind of blurred but i have a wall of uh horror posters i have a wall of memorabilia specifically chucky i love the chucky tv series all the movies um horror movies are different definitely my favorite genre genre the problem is it's really hard to find a good horror movie nowadays i'm not so much while I love the horror icons, I'm not so much of a hack and slash fan while I watch them. I love a, a horror movie with a good story that actually makes you think and jump and creeps you out. Okay, what one is that? What do you think your favorite one of those is? My favorite horror movies are probably Chucky because they're mixed okay. with gore and I just love the Chucky humor He's right. he's such a combination of gruesome, funny, and cute all at the same time. I think every one of the movies and the TV show, and then my most recent favorite horror movie is probably Boogeyman. Okay. I'm a horror movie fanatic. I have every Freddy movie, mm -hmm. every Jason movie, every Chucky movie, every Halloween movie, all the Leprechaun movies. Essentially, every horror movie... Uh, franchise that came out anytime in the 80s or later, I have all of them. Mm -hmm. um, all the Saw movies, aside the new one, I have. Um, I have the Hostel movies, but those are uh, a little too gory um, that they take Host away Hostel's from. Hostel's pretty bad. Saw 10 was a surprising hit. That was another great movie this year. I heard it was um, going to be good. I haven't seen it yet either. Um, I always love the Saw franchise for their creativity. Um, but the issue with the Saw franchise for a long time was they tied so close into each other where it's almost like every time a new one came out, you had to go rewatch all the previous ones to kind of catch up what was going on. Where right. Saw 10 did an amazing job tying into the pre previous movies, but at the same exact time being a perfectly good standalone movie. So if nobody saw any of the old movies, they would still be entertained oh, yeah. and be able to keep their attention through the whole thing. 
Okay. Sounds legit. So we'll have yeah, to have we'll have to have a movie a movie talk like an entertainment oh, yeah. talk someday. The music one. Um, I have not seen the Chucky show. Oh, I it's think great. Need to. Great, it's great. Uh, I agree with George. Jennifer Jennifer Tilly is hilarious. She is. Uh, she makes the movies even better. If it would have been Chucky the whole time by himself, it might have got a little dry. But when they added her in, it just you know made it that much better. Have you seen? Uh, the Cult of Chucky, where they're uh, in an insane asylum. Yes, yes, the, I did. The, the woman in the wheelchair, she is one of the main stars of the TV show. That's actually Brad Dorif's daughter in real life. He's the one that does the voice of Chucky. Yep. So she actually plays her char- the same character from Cult of Chucky. The TV show ties directly into all the movies. And okay. she also plays the young... Um, the young Chucky, when he was younger, when he met Jennifer Tilly, when he was much younger before becoming a serial killer, uh, okay. she plays she plays that version of him too. Really, really good, and it has the original writer, creator, the voices, everybody. Nice. Yeah, I definitely got to see it. <laughs> All right. So my next question is: If you could choose ten years in prison. Federal prison on a remote island. You could talk to your loved ones over the phone, but they are not allowed to visit for 10 years. But once you get out, you and your entire family are rich beyond belief. You're set for the rest of your life, all your kids' lives. Would you sacrifice that 10 years? No. No? I'm a family man. Um, I've sacrificed high-paying jobs because I want to be with my kids. Um, And now my wife. Uh, I, I couldn't give any of that up because there's no amount of money that could replace having that family. Um, and 10 years is a long time, especially when my kids are little. I mean, I would miss everything. I agree with now, you. Now, if I was like 70, I could think about it, spend the last 10 years, um, and give them everything afterwards. But, no, I'm still still young enough that I need to see everything they do, see what's going on with them. Um, and all that, and I enjoy it. I mean, I might yell at the little punks, um, like this one looking at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) The boy that likes to come say, oh, nice haircut. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta go shower. Go bath. Clean yourself up. Would it be different if this was when you had just met your wife, uh, and before you had any children? Uh, No. No, because okay. both of these kids were around before I met my wife. A lot of people are uh, commenters are saying, "Nope, no way, not leaving my husband and kids." I am in today's day and age. At my age, I think I would pass because by the time I get out, I'm in my early fifties. I'm up there in age. If I would have been asked this question at twenty, and even. 30, 20 would have been a hell yes. 20 would have been, hmm. <laughs> but it also would have been, I'm going to need the support. I, I was with completely different people at 20 and 30. But at the time, I would have needed the full support of who I was with, obviously. But right. I think I think I would have when I was younger. I, I, don't think I, I don't think I would now. I would miss yeah, out I on a lot. 
I don't know. Even at 20, I might have thought about it. But at 20, I was in the prime of my life. Like, everything I wanted to do and all that was going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, at 20, get out at 30. I have plenty of years to be rich and enjoy life. But now it's like at 42, I get out at 52. I don't have a lot of life to enjoy Still being rich. Still got plenty of life. Eh. You get to go and enjoy all the things you wanted to when you were 40, but you're going to have money for it now. <laughs> all the vacations, cars, boats, wherever you want to go. I plan on being gone by like 53, 54. You got plenty of time. I'm getting dirty looks from the corner. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> get them. <laughs> all right, your turn, your turn. Oh, yeah. Well, let me think here. What other... I got a list you need a moment. How about music? So, has there been any uh, artists you have discovered this year that might have been, um, or recently, uh, either new artists or someone that's been around a while that has just, like, caught your ear? Good question. Um, it's interesting because I just posted on my Facebook my Spotify year-to-year playlist, and for the first year in, like, four years... Forrest, your beard looks horrible, makes you look old and homeless. That is why I messaged your <laughs> husband uh, an hour ago and told him he needs to clean it up this week because I know it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's bad. I need to get my, my beard trimmed. Anyways, uh, this is the first year in probably four or five years that Eminem was at my number one list. I discovered, I've always heard of him, and he's a very right-wing uh Rapper Tom McDonald. I've always heard of him, some of the controversy around him, but I really started listening to his music at the beginning of this year, and I fell in love with his music. With the exception of some of his crazy political songs, which there's not a lot, uh, he has some amazing lyrics and and real good songs. I think three of his songs made my top ten playlists of the year. He was my number one artist. It's like every month he's coming out with a new hit that I'm just falling in love with. And he's doing songs with everybody. He just he he's done songs with um uh Big and Rich or I'm sorry, uh Rich from Big and Rich or was it big? He's done country songs, rap songs, rock songs. He he just he does a lot of great music. So he's the artist that I fell in love with this this year that I really didn't follow previously. Okay. What about you? <laughs> I think uh, I've got a twofer. Um, I discovered nothing more and falling in reverse very recently. Falling in reverse is a great band. I've never uh-huh. heard of another nothing more. Oh, Nothing More has been around a while, and if you listen to them uh, and you like Falling in Reverse, you will love Nothing More, um, both of which uh, are recent um, finds for me, both of which have been around 10 or 12 years, um, and both of which now I have all their music. Really? Because um, I like it all that much. Uh, and heard one song, like, oh, this is pretty dope. Heard another song, like, oh, yeah, I got to get this, and... Nothing More has been top 10 metal every album that they've released. Um, nothing will change with the new one that's out, Spirits. Uh, Falling in Reverse, I don't think is going to do any more albums. I think they've discovered that releasing just one hell of a banger, waiting a couple months and releasing another one, um, keeps people interested in feeding them money. Is there a band that has retired or stopped doing music for some reason that you miss? 
Ah, uh, Red Sun Rising. Another band I never heard of. Um, right now, uh, half of the band is called The Violent. Um, they're newer, maybe two years uh, so far, and then the other half is Monarch. So they split. Uh, Monarch uh, went with a group called Wilson, or as Wilson and Red Sun Rising. Um, very good band. For me, Lincoln Park, Chester Bennington was just a phenomenal. His vocals were incredible. I understand why they haven't done anything since his passing. It's hard to replace somebody like that. Uh, but I hope they they find a way to to release some music someday. One thing they're finding they'll probably do like the two the Tupac and Biggie stuff where every three months a new song comes out because they rediscovered something he had hidden locked in a box somewhere. <laughs> I mean they did that already, so yeah, uh, they put a new one out from from was it from the first album or second the, album? When they did the twenty year anniversary for Hyper Theory, they released a new song from that era, and then they just this year did a 20th anniversary for Meteora and released two new songs that were, were recorded during that album period that sounded too much alike. So they didn't release them at the time, but they released them this year. So they will probably do that a couple more times. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. And they keep his memory alive. All right. So how often do you wear your clothes before they're considered quote unquote dirty? Um, and, I mean, I'm going to assume underwear, boxers, that's, that's one time wash, at least for me. But specifically, how, how many times do you wear a pair of jeans or a hoodie or even a shirt before you consider it dirty? Because I feel like every guy has that chair that they just throw their clothes on that is too dirty to put it back in the dresser, but too clean to put in the, la- in the dirty clothes basket because they, they will re-wear it. So what's your threshold? Oh, I'm just wondering why you're searching through my house. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for a pair of pants, it's a few times. I don't wear them two or three times. They cost too much damn money to wash them too much. And I really don't do a whole lot most of the time. If I'm walking around going grocery shopping or going to the store or just hanging out, I'm not getting my pants dirty. Yep. Um, a shirt is a different thing because I eat, smack my lips, and there's stuff on it. The shirts I could really care less about. They need to get, <laughs> they need to get washed. Um, hell, I wear two different pairs of socks every day, so um, that's one thing that will never survive a day. Um, hoodies, unless I'm out camping, you know, after a camping trip, I'll wash it. Otherwise, hoodies is just like a jacket. Um, I don't wear them a lot. Uh, so they can last a long time. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Um, if I'm wearing jeans, I always wear boxers with them, so nothing's touching my sweaty nuts. So I'll, I'll wear those four or five, six times before they get washed, depending on what I'm doing. If I'm just wearing some joggers or shorts, I'll wear them two times or so before I wash them. Uh, shirts, wongs. Hoodies, just like you, coat is a coat. I'll wear a hoodie five, ten times, depending on, you know, until it starts feeling or looking dirty, then it, then it goes right. in the wash. Um, 
socks is socks is, socks and underwear are the one thing I will change every every time. Um, and I've I've also heard that for hoodies and specifically jeans, it's bad to wash them constantly. Obviously, well, they, if I'm working all- on a car or something, I'm you know things will get dirtier faster. George said, "Just turn the underwear inside out." That's gross. <laughs> he just likes the racing strike for everybody to see it. <clears throat> no, I uh, I agree. Like I, but I have specific clothes for doing the dirty work. Me too. If if uh, I if I have a stained up or or bleed shirt or something on, it means I'm gonna go usually by. Uh, a friend's house to do some work over there or something, and I don't care if they get ruined. Right. Yeah, I have work clothes. Mm. Um, I have work boots. I have all that stuff. That's all separate. Um, even work jacket. Sarah, shut up. I do when I wear jeans. (laughs) And I think you were very specific about that. Exactly. When I wear jeans. Exactly. (laughs) You didn't say nothing about the shorts or the joggers or... Uh, whatever dress he might be wearing to celebrate Trans Awareness Month. When I come out of the bathroom after taking a shower with uh, boxers on, my girl's always like, oh, you must be wearing jeans today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does she say when you're not wearing them? <laughs> That's just normal. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> All right, so movie and music. So, Sarah says she had a bunch of questions for us, but I think she forgot. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. (laughs) If you could pick one place to take a week-long vacation, where would you go? Mm. Anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world. Probably... A, a cruise to the Virgin Islands. I did it. I did it a decade ago, and it was the most fun because it wasn't like every day was something new. We we traveled for a couple of days, then we spent a whole day at the island shopping, and then I traveled a whole days to pools, the the dining. Like it was almost like every day was like a new vacation. It was like so new constantly. It was the most fun I had. Where I've been on vacations, where we've gone to Florida, Tennessee, and after just a couple of days, it's like, oh, I'm ready to go home. I'm exhausted. Where it was yeah. like being on a cruise, going to a destination, it was like constantly new environment. So probably yeah. another cruise to the Virgin Islands. That was I haven't been a lot of places outside of the country to to reference, but that was probably the most fun I had. All How right. about you? Um, I think I go back to Costa Rica. Kind of a similar experience. I had we were at a resort. That's where you went just a, a month or so ago, right? No, Costa Rica is for my uh, uh, honeymoon. Oh, okay, okay. I was just in Mexico. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. So in Costa Rica, I think we were there about a week at a resort right on the ocean. Uh, we got to go see a volcano, went to hot springs, went to a zoo, went zip lining, went ATVing, jet skiing, uh, pool games and ping pong, bingo, drinking. Essentially six, seven straight days 
of activity. And I was never worn out, always ready to roll. Um, hell, I came back, and a day after we got back, I started the job that I'm at now. <laughs> like, it, it was just great. I've never came back from a vacation not wanting another day of home uh, for a vacation to sit at my house and just, like, be home. Nice. Um, like, recover. I never did that in Costa Rica, or from Costa Rica. So if anyone ever has a chance, you might want to try it. It's fun. All right, we have a question from the comments. Do you think the gay and lesbian community is pushing too much on us? And I, if you would have asked me that one year ago, I would have said 100%. But I feel like in 2023, they've kind of backed off a lot. They kind of got the message, I think, that that we're tired of the, the constant in our face. Um so I think it's gotten better, but I do think in recent history that it they have pushed too much. What do you think? Um, I think since 2021, they have pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, I think that the White House is pushing too far by having trans people trouncing around, flashing people at the White House this year. Uh, there's always some day of visibility for the trans and gay community going on at the White House. Um, I think their party continues to push, uh, whereas the gay and lesbian community are just fine. Um, they're they got what they wanted. So you you think it's not so much the the gay and lesbian community, it's the politics political politicization of it pushing. Yeah, the politicization. I think the left is still pushing and pushing and pushing. And that's probably and why I haven't seen so much because, like I've said since since Biden went in office, I kind of took a step <laughs> back a, a, a bit. Right. So I, I don't watch the the politics as much. And I think the QIAT, all that other side stuff, um, is pushing. And I think they're going to divide the LGBTQ community. You'll see in the next, within the next five years, um, I think you're going to see a gigantic division where the gays, lesbians, and the bisexuals are going to push everyone else away from them in that group. Yep. You can just take the whole letters and rainbows and let us live our life. Um, <laughs> and honestly, agree. that'd be the smartest thing they could ever do. Detach from the people that are, are uh, uh, getting them demonized. All right, we'll take one more question from me, you, and then one more question. I see your question, Sarah. We'll take that last before we uh, get into what to expect in Season 2. Uh, so my final question is... Would you, if you're forced, would you rather walk around naked in public permanently or, sp or spend one year in prison? <laughs> Do you really think this is hard for me to answer? <laughs> I have no shame for it. None at all. I guess I, guess I didn't know. Our, viewers, our listeners didn't know. I guess. None at all. <laughs> Sir, Unless I had to go like pick my kids up from school. Then I might have a little shame. Otherwise, you'd see my naked white ass walking down the roads. So I ain't going to prison for that. I picture you looking like... Um, uh fuck, what's the dad from um Oh goddamn Uh King of the Hill, what's what's the dad's name? Oh Hank? Hank, I picture you looking like Hank, just a tiny little belly and then the smallest whitest ass. 
Well, I mean, the belly's not tiny, but the ass is. <laughs> I would probably... Why is it like the bigger our bellies get, the smaller our asses get? I swear to God. Well, I it's ha- got to come from somewhere. That's true. I, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm not a small guy by any means, but I got the smallest ass in existence. <laughs> That's why our belts don't work, because they fall right off the back end. <laughs> There's no back end to catch them. <laughs> I think I would... Uh, yeah, I think I'd go to jail. I think I'll take the year in jail. Uh, Sarah says she's going to prison. George says a year in prison. Nobody needs to see me naked. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. I, I take the year in prison. I, I'm, I'm too... I care about society too much. I don't need suicides because at, 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 c- of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your last question, bro, before we get to oh, Sarah's man, last I don't question? even know if I could top that one. <laughs> um... If someone dared you to go in front of the police station and flash them and run away, I'd do it. Would you do it? Wouldn't take much. Not even a dollar. I'd do it free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I walked, when I was younger, there was this competition that I was a part of called The Haunts. It was an online competition before YouTube even existed where you had to record yourself doing these crazy tasks. And then depending on how you interpret it and did it, you would get points. Now me and my friends, we came in second place. Um, I forgot what the, the, the task specifically was, but we walked into Milwaukee's black museum and we hung a picture of the KKK up on the wall and we got kicked out. <laughs> it was the most scared I've ever been. I thought we were going to get fucking killed, but I have no problem doing crazy shit. None at all. <laughs> George says, "Not I want it. I can't run no more." Uh, <laughs> Diane says, "Not me. She's chicken." Sarah says, "She would do it. She'd probably do it with me. <laughs> me, her, and her I husband would probably do it together." I've already done it, so I'm not really worried. Plus, I'm already unclothed because of the last question. You like to <laughs> jail or naked? Looks like you're. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> All right, let me see, find this question. Uh, Sarah's the final question from the comments is: Sarah says, "Why don't we have a White Pride Month when we celebrate everyone else's?" I think we kind of talked about that a little bit in the racist uh, conversation, and it's because of reverse racism we're not allowed to have a White Pride Month because any pride in our white heritage is immediately protruded as us being racist and automatically hating every. Race X, not white. It's, it's bullshit, but that's the way society is. Would you well, agree with that? We should start a movement. We should start a movement, bring back White Pride Month. Would you, you ever see the movie <laughs> Clerks, the second one? Yes. Uh, uh, one, of the guy, one of the guys in Clerks 2, he's like, I'm taking back these names that are racist. So he would walk around with Porch Monkey on his shirt, and when people would ask him, he'd be like, "No, it's cool. I'm taking the name back. It's not. It's not derogatory no more." <laughs> uh, I have not seen that one. Nice I seeing you, Candace. Thank you for checking in. Hi, Candy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Why don't we just start it? Like, just put it out there. Who's with us? We're gonna take July. It's already Freedom hey, it's Month. My birthday month. Let's do it. Mine too. Right, we'll start. This is White Pride Month. We're not racist. You're all welcome to join us for burgers and Pabst. 
Come on. It might not be as fun as tacos or what do they cook for Black Pride Month? Black people can cook and the Mexicans can build the, the patio. We, oh, wait, that's racist. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you're going to get us in trouble. I'm going to. I don't know what you're supposed to countries. <laughs> it's just some classic jokes. Uh, I'm sure that'll get sound bites somewhere. I'll be on TikTok. All right. <laughs> so with that said, as we wrap up this episode 12, I think it's like episode 25 total that we've done, which is amazing. Um, we are taking the holidays off. We will be back January 7th for the War on Dads, which is a, a topic Justin picked. Would you like to give us a brief description of what that means? Well, everyone knows that when you're a father, things are a little bit more difficult on you, um, such as suicides and mental health uh, predominantly affect males uh, of certain ages. I'm not saying that we're the most affected. Um in normal life, but, you know, the system's against us. We get a lot of PTSD, not a lot of support and help services aimed at us. And for fathers especially, um, our family court system is damn near 100% against us. Um, if we want to be good fathers, it costs us tens of thousands of dollars just to fight to be a fair parent, to be an equal parent, um, and nobody really cares. Nobody really wants to listen. So guess what? We're going to have an hour and we're going to talk about it. Um, and we're going to have some fun with it. And at the end, we're going to say, why are fathers getting the bad rap? Um, and if you don't, then you're just a Nazi. And you're coming from the, <laughs> you're coming, you know, you'll, you'll have that side and then I'll come from the side of somebody that's been a stepfather two children for over a decade and then was stripped them from my life with no recourse of ever seeing them as much as that hurt me. And then I also have some personal experience from my good friends of, uh, piece of shit fathers so we'll, right. uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk all aspects of it it just won't be one-sided um as usually as usually we do and then we after that we are back the second half of season two is 22 episodes long so we got 34 episodes this season planned total um and we're kicking ass so we're doing good we might not be taking names but you know <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> With that said, I want to thank everybody that joins us every week for listening, for participating in conversations. It means the world to us. And I sincerely hope everybody has a great holiday and a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. And if you're a Jew, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Have a good one, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for watching.